So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about... uh. And dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents Podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast. Right after that, you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast. Once again, go over, subscribe to the My Two Cents Podcast. New episodes every Monday, just like this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. You love Ernest, same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. And um, let me just start off this first topic here. So, um, you know, I'm 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 gonna talk about <laughs> I'm gonna talk about the the situation because I don't even know if I can say the word um, W A R. Even though I'm probably going to say it anyways, because uh, I don't know how Spotify is going to deal with this situation. Um, not that, you know, it's a slanderous word, I guess, or whatever. Um, but uh, Lee Camp, uh, I'm going to bring up his situation for a minute. Um, Lee Camp, uh, for those who don't know who he is, he's a comedian, political commentator, uh, overall great dude. <laughs> Um, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of a lot of the other people that he's work he works with as well, such as Graham Elwood, Eleanor Goldfield, um, just others. Uh, he has a show uh, called Redacted Tonight. Um, he's getting all the free shout outs because he deserves it. You know, like I said, the only times I give shout outs on here really is, you know, through if I if I believe someone really deserves it, you know, or they're a guest on the podcast, or if it's a paid uh, advertiser. Lee Camp has been, and he hasn't been a guest. That'd be great if I could have him on, but he hasn't been a guest. And no, he's not paying me to talk about him. Um, so it's the other reason because I promote the hotness. Um, but what I'm saying is his, his podcast was recently removed from Spotify. Um, and it was removed from Spotify because he had some not so favorable, um, he has a not so favorable stance on war. (laughs) Dare I say the bad word war. Now, I don't know if this episode is going to get me kicked off the platform of Spotify. 
Um, I don't know what that means for Anchor since Spotify owns Anchor. Does that mean that I'm going to be bumped off of Anchor as well, or at least this podcast here? I'm taking a risk here. I'm taking a risk, but I mean, I'm I'm doing it anyway still. Um, as far as if, you know, God forbid, but if it does happen where you know, my stance on a situation gets kicked off or whatever, or gets me kicked off because the establishment doesn't like the stance that I have, or maybe they just totally, uh, and that's the one thing about not having a lot of views is you kind of get get away, and I say kind of because it does happen to us, you know, little content creators, right? Uh, but you kind of get away with saying things that you truly want to say because, um, the numbers aren't necessarily in the thousands or millions and therefore, um, or hundreds of thousands and stuff. Therefore, um, you know, the big wigs, big wig tech companies aren't necessarily looking at you. Now it does happen though, because this is, this is, you're listening to somebody who was on YouTube for, uh, more than 10 years and has never been able to monetize a video has been shadow banned has been actually banned from youtube (laughs) creating content let me put it that way from youtube who's never amassed anything more than a, a few hundred subscribers and only averaged about maybe you know a hundred or less views per video Maybe if you're not a content creator, you're like, that's still a lot of views. But when you are a content creator, and even some people who don't create content, but if you know about how the metrics works, that's not a lot. That is not a lot at all. That's not a lot of views. That's not a lot of subscribers. So with that being said, it does happen to smaller YouTube content creators as it happens to smaller podcasters as well. I'm not sure too much about the numbers Lee Camp was was getting on his podcast. Um, But what I know of Lee is that he does have a following. That following has been uh, decreased because of the censorship he's gone through. Not only on Spotify, but prior to his podcast being removed from Spotify. For him simply having the viewpoint, if y'all wanted to know. For him simply having the viewpoint that he is anti-war. He's against the war. You know, for those who are probably thinking, he's a Russian. He might be spewing Russian propaganda. and Nah, the man was just anti-war. You know, or is anti-war. You know? And was basically just letting that be known on the podcast. And because of that, he was he was he was removed from Spotify. But again, like I said, this is a, this is someone. I hope this is still recording, by the way, because why is this shutting down? Okay, it's still recording. But this is someone who's who's you know no stranger to being censored that way. Uh, he, during the adpocalypse that went down, he was one of the individuals that hit. During the January 6th thing, remember that situation when a lot of us got hit? 
he was one of the individuals that got hit, channel stricken or just demonetizing things. And again, like I said it before, even prior to Spotify removing his podcast, he was being heavily suppressed on Facebook, shadow banned and everything and all that other good stuff, right? Um, yes. So I bring him up because again, I, it's, it's a fucked up situation, but also, um, just to say, listen, you know, this, this type of stuff does happen. And if you ever wonder why people stray away from talking about certain things or less, um, people with certain viewpoints, let me put it that way, stray away from talking about certain topics because they don't want, they don't want their things to be removed from these platforms, you know? So I'm hoping Spotify doesn't remove me. I'm not calling for it, but I'm saying, you know, because I was asked about the war twice by the same person. And for those who, who know me or my thoughts about the war, and, and I, I made a comment that was a joke slash actual comment that I'm going to branch off of this um, in a few. But... You know, if anyone knows me, all it takes is one person to ask me a question, especially if they ask me the same question multiple times. Now, I don't necessarily like when people do that because I feel like they're trying to catch me in a lie or they're trying to force me to see things their way. So they will ask the question again, hoping that I will give them the answer that they were hoping for. Uh, so... To anybody out there, even an individual who did ask me this, I'm not going to say their name. If you are listening to this, I, I really respect that you want to know my viewpoint on this. I really appreciate that you asked me, but my mind hasn't changed. I gave her her response, but I'm going to respond to anybody else who may have been listening, right? Who may be listening. If. If this is still going to be, you know, something that's played, right? Um, my, 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 my opinion hasn't changed. Now, me being a black American, I'm more so concerned with the conditions of black Americans. It's, it's really that simple. Um, also, there's... Ukraine, despite having a Jewish president, is a government comprised of neo-Nazis. What would my black ass look like trying to defend or saying I am in solidarity with a country comprised of neo-Nazis, or comprised of a government and comprised of a country of people that are neo-Nazis simply because... That's not everybody in the country, okay? Not everybody in America is a white supremacist, but guess what? This is a country founded on white supremacy. This is a country that is still a white supremacist country. You know, other nations that were founded in and, and they're just on whatever hatred that there is. Oh, this country got a lot of uh, homophobes and, and transphobes and sure. Okay, someone acknowledging that does not mean that they're saying every single human being in said country has that same viewpoint. 
But that, that also does not take away from the fact that the majority, or at least the people in power, which pretty much can sway how a country moves, the people in power have said viewpoint, and therefore that is worth mentioning. That is worth considering whether you want to defend, spend your time and energy defending a country based off of their viewpoints. That's number one. Number two, no, I'm not me saying because I am personally not going to defend a neo-Nazi supporting ran country does not mean I'm going to support their enemies. A lot of y'all always get this idea and it, it's and it works sometimes. I'm not saying it's not the case all the time, but it's it's a lot more un, un, unlikely to be the case now than it is probably whatever the case is, right? This whole idea of my enemy's enemy is my friend, right? So if I say that neo-Nazis are my enemy and Ukraine has neo-Nazis, then in that mindset, anyone who thinks that mindset might, will assume that I'm saying that Russia is my friend. No Russia, no Putin, none of them niggas, they, they not my friend either. I'm not defending them either. Whatever disgusting stuff that Russia and Putin has done is disgusting stuff. And then I'm going to just leave it at that. And it's also none of my black ass business. My black ass American business to be more exact. It really isn't. This whole idea that America has to be the world's police. And I find it very funny that the same individual, no disrespect to her, but the same individual who believes America should be the world's police is also the same individual that believes that there should be less government um, assisted programs and and for 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 Americans. So America shouldn't do anything for Americans, but Americans should be doing things for other people because morality. This individual calls herself or considers herself a fiscal conservative. For those who don't know, a fiscal conservative, for the easiest terms that I can explain to you what that means, is pretty much a conservative who doesn't necessarily share the conservative values as far as you know, Christianity and, and all this other stuff. But as far as money goes, you know how uh, certain folks, certain conservatives have certain ideas about money and government and things of that nature. Like, and it all comes back to the economics of things like, oh, the American government should not waste money or taxpayer money on government programs or this, that, and the third. Fiscal conservatives t- tend to tend to have these these mindsets, right? So, she considers herself this individual. That's her political ideology. No disrespect to that. I'm not saying that she is wrong for that. Um, Much like a lot of political ideologies. Not all, but a lot. I can pick and choose from what I agree or disagree with. And I don't think fiscal conservatism is is necessarily a bad thing. But it does show who's a real hypocrite or not it's again these funds uh, if to me a real fiscal conservative would still have a problem with billions of dollars millions and billions of dollars going to ukraine 
if 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 you consider yourself a fiscal conservative and you're all about America first, right? Like truly America first. The the money in America should be going to Americans, but not too much Amer uh, not too much to the point where we're giving free aid in their minds to Americans, but you know, at least keep the money here in America, then why not have an issue with billions and millions going down and going to uh, Ukraine? Another reason why you're not going to see me, other than the obvious, I don't support neo-Nazis. Another reason why you're not going to see me support what America wants Americans to support as far as this war goes <clears throat> The money, since we're on the topic of the money, the money aspect. How is me being a pro-black reparationist going to then sit down and be like, I am very much fine with America giving the money that they owe me, my family, and other descendants of slavery American descendants of slavery. That money. The money that they claim that we don't have. We got to do studying on. We got to do some more math. You know, the math ain't mathing right now for that. You know, they claim that. So how can I myself claim to be of a political stand? Unlike other people, I just don't take on political titles or take on titles or categorizations because they sound cute, you know, or to fit into some group. If I'm going to consider myself something, if I'm going to call myself something, I am going to live the, I'm, I'm going <clears> to <throat> try to embody whatever that thing is, you know. So, you know, for example, pro-black. If I, if I call myself pro-black, I want to embody what pro-blackness means to me and what pro-blackness is, you know. As simple as that, in its truest sense. So again, going based off of this idea of me calling myself a reparationist, if I am going to call myself that and consider myself that, why would I be okay with the money that I am owed and other American descendants of slave are owed going to neo-Nazis or just another country in general? It, let's just say there weren't neo-Nazis, right? Just other 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 people in general. Why would I be okay with that? Now, me, I can't speak for every black American. But for me, personally, if we got our money first and then America was like, hey, we got some more leftover money. We want to help out the Ukrainians. I'd still be like, y'all helping out neo-Nazis, but at least you gave us what you owed us. You don't owe, well, money-wise. <laughs> you don't owe us much anymore. In fact, I don't even want to rely on you motherfuckers. So guess what? Go ahead and use that extra bit of money that you have. And go ahead and support those neo-Nazis if you want to. Just get the hell out of my way. Get the hell out of everybody else's black ass ways. And do not even think about having those neo-Nazis come over here and try to fuck with our shit. Because there will be trouble. I'd be very much okay with that. Me personally. Let me just put it that way. Can't speak for everybody else. I'm not going to. 
But me personally, that would be the standpoint that I take. But that's not the reality that we have right now. The reality is we're owed something, yet every single war, every single situation that proves that, hey, you there is enough money for for uh, reparations. There is enough money for Medicare for all. There is enough money to take care of the student debt crisis that's going on. There is enough money to not only feed the homeless, but to house the homeless, right? Remember a couple years ago, I did that study. I don't know what the math is looking like right now, but I did that study that pretty much said that for every homeless person here in America, there's at least maybe, I believe it was like three abandoned buildings for every one homeless individual here in America. You know? And I wouldn't be surprised if after this pandemic, that number, the number of abandoned places, especially from what I've seen here in Boston and when, in my time in Charlotte, I would not be surprised if that number of abandoned buildings grew for every one homeless person. Probably is about like maybe five and eight, that five to eight abandoned places that could be turned into homes or homeless shelters for the homeless. I would not be surprised if that's the case. The point of me bringing that up is we have the money once again, just like I was making that argument years ago. I'm making that same argument now. We have the money. We just go. We just use it to support stupid shit like war, stupid shit like neo-Nazis, stupid shit like whoever the whatever puppet regime we want to put in whatever place so we can um, increase our power. And we mean in America, not my black ass or other black asses out there. Oh, for that fact matter and poor white asses or poor anybody else's asses. Here in America. And not even in those countries. Where we have puppet regimes. So. These are all the reasons broken down. As to why. Mainly why I don't support. Other than the obvious. Just like Lee. I don't really support Roar. I support self-defense. No doubt. But I don't support war. Now I don't know how this war started. I don't really care. I get conflicted reports still, and I don't want to say I believe one side over the other. Initially, I heard Putin was like, y'all want to move nuclear weapons to Ukraine. That's too close to me. Do not do that. I don't trust y'all. America said, fuck you. We're going to do it anyways. And Putin said, bet we going in. Then I heard, you know, Putin was like, I want to bring the USSR back. So I'm going to invade Ukraine. I don't give a fuck what, if I said I didn't, I wasn't going to do it before, I'm going to do it anyway. So it just really depends on who you believe, who you, who, who you listen to, sadly, because I think the more legit outlets are, uh, some of them are still confused because some of these conflicting, um, you know, why this was started 
they they didn't have a definite answer. Some of them. I haven't checked them all out. Maybe some have uh the ones that I didn't check out have like an actual answer. But the ones that I was looking into, they they don't know themselves. You know? Either or my black ass got shit to worry about here in this country. You know, and if that's a problem with anybody listening right now, that's that's tough. If that's a problem with anyone who considers me a friend or, you know, a supporter or whatever, that's just my, you didn't come to me. My thing is, whether you're a friend or not, whatever your political uh, ties are, you should know by now, if you're coming to earnest me, if you come to me, man speaking right now, if you come to me asking me about my opinion on something, you better expect the honest, the, the, the truth opinion. Don't come to me. Don't don't. I'm not like one of the other friends that you can go to to come and and. Oh, I'm right because so and so has the same response as me or whatever. Nah. I'm gonna say how I feel. And if it goes along with what you feel, that's great. If it doesn't, you know that's also great. It should not be the end of things, <clears throat> but if it is, it is. You know. I'm just saying, don't use me as one of your friends to back up whatever uh, stance that you have. If you would personally have a stance of, okay, I support this because X, Y, and Z, whatever the case is, or because of, it's just wrong. And I think that was her stance. It's just wrong. What's going on down there? Maybe I'd feel bad if it wasn't happening to neo-Nazis. But it is. And I find it hard to feel bad about them. And I'm not going to force myself to feel bad about them. Now, if that gets me kicked off or whatever the case is, gets me kicked off. It's, it is what it is. <clears throat> I'll find my way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry I had to do that to y'all. Um, but listen, we got more of this podcast to, to record. You know, that's my stance on it, if y'all really want to know. And oh, oh yeah, it's white and white crime. Y'all know I don't care about that. So, <laughs> we got more of this podcast to, to, to uh, that still got to go be talked about to record. So, uh, stay tuned. All right, back with some unfortunate news, some more unfortunate news about my guy, Lee Camp. Um, this is just, this is breaking news to me, so, uh, yeah, um, as I'm on my break, and as I do on my breaks, I get something to eat, I refresh on drinking water and sipping, you know, all that stuff, so, I tend to, like, catching up on the YouTubers and content creators that I subscribe to, so, I'm on YouTube on my break, uh, eating, drinking, you know, um, and I see a video from Lee Camp again. Um, he is talking about the end of the show that I mentioned, the show that he had called Redacted Tonight. This was a show on RT America, the platform that was just, you know, pretty much canceled. Um, RT America was this channel that was um, was once on DirecTV and just other platforms, other uh, mainstream platforms as well. 
but they had like a huge following on their website. I don't, yeah, I think they're done for sure. <clears throat> but they pretty much covered, um, you know, the news that obviously you're not going to see on the mainstream outlet. Um, that, uh, they had a, dump, a bunch of different shows on there as well. Um, and people with a particular, you know, takes that weren't necessarily the mainstream take. I'm not going to explain everything about that. Don't want to take up too much time about this topic here, but I still had to at least give an update on it. So, yeah, censorship continues to kick the man while he is down, um, for lack of better wording. He is, not only did his show get uh, removed from Spotify, at least one of his podcasts, um, Moment of Clarity being that podcast, be removed from Spotify the same week, um, that he pretty much lost his, because the show he was doing was, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, his main job. He's got other sources of income and all that, but that was his bread and butter for the past eight years um his main bread and butter for the past eight years it was his show um on this big network the entire network shuts down so guess what that means he loses his job and everybody else who had a show on said network loses their job as well um it's unfortunate simply because now he wasn't clear as to why what happened I'm not clear as to what happens Uh, and this is someone who is just telling y'all now from just watching the video about the update Um, there's assumptions that could be made these assumptions that uh, even even uh, be prior to him getting into it fully in the video assumptions that I that I made prior to him making his point about it and then hearing him say you know this could be the reason why and it's like yeah I, I guessed it I didn't guess it right but I guessed it as in you know this could be a reason as to why their show was pulled um well the, the entire network in general was pulled um I will leave the video that video response uh, that I just saw um, in the description box below. Hopefully, I remember remember to do so uh, when this episode first uploads. If this episode stays up <laughs> um, and this podcast doesn't stay up again, not wishing bad on me. So let me let me stop that. But yeah, within that week, even if I don't remember to do so, put in the sh- <clears throat> in the description box below. I will, I will eventually, throughout the week, will con- uh, go back and check the description box to see if I left anything out, and then if I don't see the link there, uh, I will post it there, so for those who really want to <clears throat> view that, sorry about that, let me get some water, so I'm not all on y'all ears like that, but yeah, for those who really want to see the video again, if you really want to watch it, just continue to check back at the description box below of this episode periodically if it's not there on Monday and it will be up by the next episode so by the following Monday anyway so just keep checking back if it's not there boom 
Um, also hit the other links in the description box below. Really appreciate that. So, <clears throat> I just want to update people on that. Um, that was that aspect there. Um, but this topic is about a moment of meditation that I had. Uh, well, I'm recording this on a Sunday, and I guess Sundays are the beginning of weeks or whatever. How can the seventh day be the beginning of the week? Uh, are we still considering Sundays the beginning of a week now? I haven't heard anyone say that, so I'm guessing I can still say this week, technically. Uh, it was Wednesday. <laughs> uh, you know, the last, whatever you're listening to this episode, uh, last Wednesday. I'm going to just say that. It was last Wednesday. Let me put it that way. Uh, so I'm not, you know, pissing off any any calendar followers out there, you know, um, last Wednesday, um, was my first time in a while, to be honest with you, where I actually took the time out to, uh, meditate, um, it's something that I, when I first started doing it, I would actually do, I started off every Wednesday, it was Meditation Wednesday, or Midweek Meditation is what I called it, so that's that's what I would, you know, call it, and it started off as every Wednesday, a thing that well, I would do every Wednesday, and then periodically, sometimes on a Sunday as well, uh, because I would do yoga, was that Saturday or Sundays, I believe it was Sundays, because I would do some yoga and then some meditation um, along afterward or some like mixture of the both. Um, now, I haven't gotten back in the group with that. Um, but as far as, you know, meditation and stuff, to start off with something I, like I said, midweek meditation, I always used to do it on Wednesdays. And then they, I loved it so much, <laughs> it became, okay, let me do this more than just Wednesday. So it, it ended up being maybe like two, three, the most I've done a week. And I've only did it twice this week, right? Or the, you know, the last week, let me put it that way. Wednesday and then that Thursday after. Uh, but yeah, I've never done, I've never done it daily. I mean, that's could be a goal of mine, but I got shit to do. So, you know, and as much as I love meditation, don't get me wrong, and I, this is the point of really this this entire uh, topic here is to try to encourage people more so into, uh, you know, meditating and this, that, and the third. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know the ins and outs and I'm, I got all the answers. I'm not sweat. I don't. I have all the answers, you know? Um... <laughs> I only speak on my personal experiences. Y'all know my saying. I only speak on what I've seen and what I experience. You know? And this is my personal experience. Recent one especially. But my personal experience with meditation. Um, Like most people. I won't say most people. Like a lot of people that I've heard and seen and I spoke to about meditation why they haven't gotten into it so much is because uh, a lot of us are restless beings. We are people who, some of us, not. it's not that we want to be restless. It's, for me speaking, and for others as well, that have told me this, 
it's this idea that you're doing something wrong if you're not doing something. If you're spending a time of, you know, stillness and you're just laying down, right? You're laying down in silence, whether your eyes are open or closed or whether you're sitting in silence, whether your eyes are open or closed, uh, whether you're just simply staring out the window, staring at your favorite uh, beautiful sight, or you just, you know, whatever the case is, you're not moving is what the point is, is, is what I'm saying. You're not doing any type of movement. You're probably doing breath work as in breath movement, as in the only thing that's moving is your internal organs <laughs> and, you know, your stomach and chest and your body as you breathe in and out. But as far as any type of uh, strenuous movement or just movement that obviously um, takes work to do, you're not doing that. And a lot of us, I won't say a lot of us, okay, I gotta choose my words right. Uh, me and a few people who have talked to me about this um, have had this feeling of feeling guilty of, of being stagnant. You know, not doing anything. It's, okay, I have all these responsibilities. I have all these things I need to take care of. I have to do something that is going to take care of these responsibilities. Get me out of these whatever messed up situations that I'm in right now. Whether it be debt or whatever the case is. I have to do something at this very moment. I, I don't have the time to just sit here or lay here and think or to sit here and lay here in stillness and silence and all that stuff. I have to do be doing something right now. But then we, myself included, will, when we are fatigued and we're tired or we just want a moment to um, enjoy ourselves, we tend to, you know, get upset at, you know, the life, the the, the, the life that we have, um, the situations that we're being dealt with within life, the people, especially who are no fault to why we are in said situations that we're in. We, stint, we tend to be more aggravated and uh, we lash out on, again, on undeserving people and undeserving situations and I think that the moment I stopped doing that at or at least at the moment I was able to check myself before I did that to somebody were the moments I really started meditating um, but as far as what type of meditation one could do. Uh, again, I'm no professional, this, that, and the third. I'm actually, I've reached out, and yes, I'm reaching out to guests now. Um, I've reached out to a few guests who are like into, who I feel as though maybe will do a better job at, at uh, you know, explaining not only what yoga is, but like how one could, could, well, not yoga, meditation, and that yoga too, but I meant to say meditation, but um, not only explaining what it is, but like how it could be done, because 
when we think about meditation, or when I feel like a lot of people think about meditation, it's this, oh, you gotta sit, and you gotta own, and you gotta own, I can't do that, no. And I get that, because I don't make noises when I meditate. Um, but there are also different types of meditation. There's stillness, there's the, you know, traditional, I guess, stillness meditation when you're sitting or laying down. I prefer laying down. That's just me. Um... You know, I like laying on my back, eyes closed, hands on my chest or on my stomach, uh, folded. Yeah, I don't hum anything, but, you know, that's just me. Again, that's what I prefer to do as far as stillness types of meditation. But there's also movement meditation. Um, walking could be a form of meditation, y'all. Walking, dancing, riding your bike. Meditation isn't always stillness. Now, the reason why I like stillness, and I like the 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 physical stuff too. It's just too damn cold to be doing all of that. But I, the reason why I enjoy going for my walks is, you know, yeah, it's the health aspect of it, but the movement meditation aspect of it is what really gets me. Um, and that's why I love riding my bike so much. You know, when the bike ain't fucked up but like that's why i like bike rides so damn much it's the movement meditation aspect of it um it's just it's a wonderful thing it's very relaxing and peaceful um and it's kind of a if you're really good at riding you know how to coast for a very long time without pedaling it can also be this weird fusion of stillness meditation and movement as well but to be to, to get on the, the stillness aspect, me personally, it's because uh, one, it's it's a way for me to rest my body, rest my muscles, joints, and all that. I'm always moving. Um, it's a it, I, I I see it as an opportunity for me to rest my eyes as well. As a writer, if I'm not on a computer doing whatever, I'm on my phone doing whatever. Uh, or, you know, I'm looking, I'm all, I'm constantly looking at screens is what I'm saying, right? Uh, if I'm not, uh, some of my downtime is playing video games. That's looking at a screen, but playing video games for a long time. The reason why I, and this is just full transparency, the reason why I move the recordings of these podcasts from Saturdays to Sundays is because I just felt like Saturdays to me was the one day out of the week that I would allow myself to not do anything. Um, I currently do not work on Saturdays now, um, so I tend to spend those days catching up on shows, playing video games. I'm just going to be honest with y'all, and that's a lot of screen looking at. That's a lot of staring at some screen. Um, there's that aspect of that, um, and then the other days of the week, I'm working, doing personal work, work in general, um, school work. So it's like, yes, I'm constantly staring at a screen. So if I could take this this moment, um, other than sleeping, of course, because I'm not staring at a screen when I'm sleeping. But if I could take this moment where I'm not going to sleep, I'm not taking a nap, but I am laying down, resting my body and resting my eyes. That's a win for me. That's a win, and with these moments, I can actually, uh, you know, <clears throat> clear my mind and everything. 
that that's a win for me. Now again, everybody's everybody is different when it comes to everything. I can tell you, I've never had a moment of meditation where I didn't think about nothing. I think a lot of people get this idea where, again, it's hard. They say, from what people have told me, it's hard to meditate because not only are they people who are very uh, movement-oriented individuals, but this idea of not thinking about anything or not, you know, you know, just, just, just clearing your mind. It seems damn near impossible for them. And the only times where they're not necessarily consciously, I must say, thinking about something is when they're asleep and obviously not and they don't have a dream. Or at least that's how it is for me. But I'm here to tell you that whoever told you that all meditation is is sitting down or laying down and not thinking about something is someone who lied to you. Yeah, they may have, they told you one part of it. And people who can do that, I, 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 I will encourage you to continue to do that. If it works for you and you like that feeling, if it works for you, continue to do that. But if you're someone like myself who find it very hard to just not think about something, even if it's not something that is worrying when I had my moment on Wednesday, which I will, which I, I will get into, it wasn't nece- it wasn't nothing necessarily that was worrying me, but it did make me feel good enough to want to continue on working toward my goals. But to those who You know, if you're someone who, again, you can't sit and you can't lay, you can't just simply not think about something. Or if you're doing movement meditation and they're telling you and you heard somewhere, oh, if you're walking or you're riding a bike or you're doing this, that, and the third dancing, just just clear your mind. Don't think about nothing. Just just move. No, just think about the whatever thoughts are coming to your mind. Have those thoughts while doing the very meditative act that you're doing, whether that be laying down, sitting down, bike riding, moving, swimming, dancing, cooking. Think about these things while focusing on the act. You will find that you're able to balance out these. And my thing is why I personally would give that advice to people. Why I'm giving the advice I'm giving to people right now is because you will find that you are having the ability to uh, do something while in a totally different mental space. And I think that shows strength, that shows the ability to compartmentalize, that shows the ability to multitask, that shows the ability that you are able and very capable of getting past whatever is on your mind. Now, you should always, during any type of meditation, you should always try to go back to positive reinforcement, positive thoughts, positivity, because it's supposed to be a positive thing, right? I'm not saying uh, run away from whatever is plaguing your mind, but do not... It's it, to me. It's it's pointless as hell. 
if you if you're on if you really want to know from me and again I'm no expert on this stuff I'm just speaking from my personal experience it's a wasted meditation med- meditative session if you're simply just con- going to internally cry and maybe outwardly cry about whatever is playing in your mind while doing whatever activity you're doing and say well I meditated and I still didn't feel good it's because you didn't necessarily meditate right and that's the only thing to me personally that's the only mistake people can make while meditating it ain't necessarily what how you do it or whatever but it is this aspect that there has to be there must be positive reinforcement positive messages whether you're listening to them being and 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 they're going in your ear and hopefully not in one ear and out the other but going in your ear and going into your brain and actually going out through your body whether you're listening to somebody saying these things or you are saying these things yourself even if you have to um, constantly repeat them to yourself over and over again whether that be out loud or silently there has to be that element in order for the yoga session for me to at least be a successful one. It's not a cry session. It's not a, the, you got a journal for that. I, I recommend you do, you got therapy in a journal for that. Or you just got moments where you just need to cry it out, go right ahead. But those are not meditative sessions. Those are not yoga sessions. Those are none of that, right? That To me at least, you know? Again, no expert, I'm just saying. But there has to be a sense of positivity, you know? Um, even, like I said, even if it has zero to do with... Um, if, if you got that positivity going a route that has nothing, not necessarily... It, or thinking about something... Like a solution to your problems, right? Like for an example, what what I what, what I went through on Wednesday, right? So, like I said, that was the first time in a long time where I've meditated for a while, um, but it was also my first time seeing something vividly while my eyes was closed. Now, what does that mean? So, typically when I close my eyes, yes, I can see certain things, but they're very, sometimes they're very cloudy, they're very faint, and they're, majority of the time, vivid enough for me to make it out, for me to describe it to myself, or if someone were to ask me, what, what do you see right now? I can I, I can do all of that. But this was one of those experiences where it was damn near crystal clear. Damn near crystal clear. My and again, my eyes were not open. Well, let me be honest with you. My eyes were doing this weird fluttery thing where they were. I I felt like <laughs> And this goes out, oh, whatever. I felt like I was actually looking from like my third eye. Because 
it was like, okay, my eyes are closed, but they're not. You know? What I was looking, what I saw vividly, let me describe this image since, you know, I feel like some folks are going to be like, hey, he's, he's BSing me right now. So it was a book. I want to say with scriptures, <laughs> but it was a book and this book had me. Well, I won't say blank pages, um, but many pages on it but they this wasn't some book like any of the notebooks that I have like my journal or my notebook or anything or the book where I draft my stories all those books have lines in them pretty much you know margins lines you know the whole nines right they have that this book didn't have any of that it was one of those books that just has pages you know these pages were manila this book did look old, though. Um, these weren't white pages. These were manila-type pages. Um, it did look a bit crankly, but it looked filled with writing and pictures. One of the... I couldn't... I'm not going to say that I can make out what the writing was. Because it looked like, to be honest with you... A lot of it looked like cursive or a mixture of both cursive and, uh, you know, just non-cursive writing. And yeah, y'all, I I can't read cursive like that. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm glad that, uh, you know, cursive is pretty much the only time we use cursive is, is uh, when we sign our signature because that's the only thing I learned, honestly, to do. That's the only thing I perfected-ish with cursive is signing my signature, to be honest with you. I can't even, not only can I not read cursive all too well, I can't write it uh, other than my name. Uh, so yeah, there's that aspect of it. Um, I guess I'm cursive illiterate or whatever you want to call it, but that's that's just the facts. That's just me. So this page, these pages, put it that way, um, looked like that. But again, there were also pictures. Um, and that's why I'm like, some of this stuff kind of looked like scriptures. I kind of say they were almost on a status of hieroglyphics, but they weren't. Um, there were like thought bubbles too being drawn. And again, within these thought bubbles or thought, you know, whatever uh, quotations, uh, it was cursive writing. So again, couldn't make it out. So there's that. But my big thing wasn't necessarily thinking about making out what I was reading or viewing on these pages. It was me honestly being amazed that I'm actually seeing something like this without having to look at a computer screen, TV screen, phone screen, look at anything. It, it wasn't in front of me. And my eyes were closed. Or at least they felt like they were. My eyes were closed throughout this entire experience, yet I'm seeing something so clear that I don't know what it, what it meant. I have zero. Now, I was listening to, uh, you know, I was listening to a guided meditation practice on YouTube 
while doing this. Um, they weren't describing from what I remember. And the only reason why I listen to guided meditations uh, or when I do meditate at times, I'll have guided meditations is because I just need that sometimes I need that other voice to say, to, to, to just be there in a room. Although I don't want, I'm in there by myself, right? So I need that other voice, but I also need them to say some things that are positive for me to, um, you know, grab onto whenever I, I find myself lost in my own, uh, meditation because I don't follow all of what they're talking about. This one, this guided meditation was about, I believe it was mindfulness, I believe. Um, and at this very moment, or even prior to that, they were describing, like, imagine yourself on this cloud. You're very comfortable on this cloud. It fits whatever form that you want it to be. And you're on this cloud and you're, you're, you're going over, you're pretty much on this cloud and you're flying over whatever beautiful scenery that you imagine yourself to be on, right? So whether that be a field of lilies, a beach, uh, you know, I don't know, a farm, a forest, or whatever, you know, the most beautiful site you can imagine right now. Imagine yourself on this big, comfortable cloud and you are pretty much flying over or flying through this beautiful scenery on this big old comfortable magical cloud a great a great visual i'm not saying because i didn't necessarily follow what the woman was saying in the meditation um i followed it for a bit i didn't follow the cloud part <laughs> i just imagined myself per se in a field of uh lavender uh plants lavender flowers Lavender is being my, um, lavender are, uh, plants are my favorite plants. It's my favorite scent. Um, I really like the color as well. Um, just everything about it is just beautiful and peaceful to me. So that was the field that I was in. But the, at least the field that I chose and I was in and all that stuff. Um, but again, what overtook that again? <laughs> was this this uh was the uh book of you know scribbles <laughs> and pictures and thought bubbles and 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 all this other stuff right this book that looked like it was you know maybe and up there with age you know you know maybe i want to say a good maybe about 50 years old or so you know, not too old, but not definitely something that was around uh, longer than me, you know, um, even if it is by like 20 years, you know, so it looked like it had some age on it, you know, but it wasn't torn up and everything. It just looked aged, but it was still vivid enough for me to again see the words, uh, well, stuff that was written pictures and, and all that other stuff. Um, what does this got to do with everything that I'm talking about? Well, um, one, I wanted to, like I said, describe the first time I've ever saw something clear and what did I learn from that moment? Um, 
was what I said uh, probably like maybe 20 minutes ago or so. None of that shit had anything to do with my current worries. Now, granted, you're like, well, you're a writer. Maybe that was inspiring you to write something. That could be it. That was some of the thoughts that came to my mind. It was, I could have a book that looks like this, I guess. But again, I don't, when I write my drafts, like physically write my drafts, people, I'm writing, I'm not writing them in cursive. Let me just put it that way, because I can't write in cursive. So, yeah, there's not that. Um, my drafts don't look as penmanship wise, didn't look as beautiful as this image did. And I'm just being honest with you. Um, organizational, uh, you know, with the pictures and the words and stuff, I can't draw. Like, but my thing is, it made me happy that I was able to do something or experience something while meditating I had that I'd never experienced before. And it just made me think, well, if I can do this with meditation, with this one session. Now, I wanted to try it again. That didn't necessarily happen that Thursday, but I still had a good session. Um, because, you know, if you're trying to seek some high, you know, the goal is of meditation at the end of the day is to always get what you wanted to do. Or at least if you have certain goals of it if you cross off one of those things on the list I think you should be happy with it that you did it uh, and it shows commitment it shows uh, you know mentality and all that other stuff that's just me um, but that session like I said it was like okay I experienced something I never experienced before and I really enjoyed it how can I apply this to my life how can I apply this to the changes that I need to make to elevate my life, to get to the point in my life where I want to be, where I feel as though I should be and where I want to be in the future? All of that, again, this this image of this book that, that had words in it that I couldn't read, pictures in it that I thought were pretty but didn't necessarily understand the meaning as to why they were there, you know, thought bubbles of people saying things that I couldn't read and couldn't understand. All of that came. I got I got what I just said to y'all from that meditation session and from visualizing that. And maybe, maybe sometime down the line, if that image ever shows up, it will probably reveal that that was the message was you need to experience more. You need to, you know, get out there and be unafraid to do things, I guess, or whatever, in order for you to achieve what you want. Or maybe that was just a, what, what catapulted me to, you know, finally be able to say, you know what? If I could go through this experience or go through that experience for this first time and it felt amazing, I can experience something else brand new and it might feel amazing to me and I might end up liking it and enjoying it. All that good stuff. So, if anything, with this whole message here, um, my message I want to give to y'all is give meditation a try. See what works for you. See if 
you know, if you're someone who can do the stillness, see if you're someone who prefers more of the movement. Give it a try, see what works for you, and whatever you get positive from it, to me, that means that it is a successful session. You can have all these ideas. You want to clear your mind. You want answers. You want this, that, and that third. That's not going to come there first time. If it does, if, if it somehow does, that's amazing. I'm going to say that's a rare situation, but you might prove me wrong. You know, whatever the case is, I'd say give it a try. And if you want to let me know how it has affected you or if you did give it a try, what was your experience or if you have in the past, please feel free to let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. I would love to let you, I would love to read your responses and all that. Hell, if you want to send in a voice message too, that's something that I uh, tend to forget to tell y'all, but y'all, y'all have the ability to send in voice messages. You just got to look in the link in the description box below. Hit that link and it'll give you directions on how it could be done. Um, but yeah, sending sending in a voice message as well uh, is you know something you can do. And I intend on featuring the messages in the future, the next episode. So if you send in a voice message regarding you know the topic of this episode, I will include your message in the next episode and feel free to uh, shout yourself out or shout out anything else or you know suggest topics or whatever the case is um just make sure you're talking about whatever topic you want to discuss first don't just send in a voice message of oh i'm gonna shout out my mitts tape and think you're gonna get some free promo no uh (laughs) talk about something first Talk about something that was discussed in the podcast. And then shout out, if you want to, something else, right? Um, but that goes with the voice message thing. But, uh, yeah. We still have one more topic, though. It's about me, again. Uh, so, if you're... Yeah, I, I purposely made this episode as... Like this, because I wasn't going to just talk about... The, we, we, I'm going I'm to hit y'all with a Kamala quote. You didn't expect me to just get in office and do something for black people, right? Nah, I'm always do shit for black people, but you didn't expect me to get on this podcast and just talk about the war. No, (laughs) no, no, I'm not going to just talk about the war in Ukraine or whatever, because if I did, then I feel like Spotify would definitely was going to shut my shit down. And I said everything in the first part. I'm not going to speak about it again. Simple as that. I told y'all all everything um, in the first part. Um, I doubt new developments will change. If the Nazis fall, they fall. If Russia doesn't get what they want, they don't get what they want. It doesn't affect me, per se, at all. It really doesn't. And in fact, it doesn't affect your American ass either. And if you are really, and I got to say this, if you're really dumb enough to think that the gas prices, the overpricing of all this other shit is because of Russia. Although the prices were that high six months ago prior to all of this happening. But yet Jinsaki and George Takai and, and all these other uh, 
uh, Democrats told you it's because of Russia and then you bought onto that, you're a fucking idiot. You are a fucking idiot. I, I got to say that. Because <laughs> it's true. And I don't want you subscribing to the podcast because I don't want to attract those types of fucking idiots unless you want, I guess, an idiot cleanse. But do common sense. That's one of those things where they will lie to your face. They will steal food off your plate in front of your face, look you in your eye while they're doing it. And then six months later, tell you it's a Russian who did it. It was Putin who was stealing your food. And then you sit there and you, yeah, he was Putin. He was stealing my food. Thank Putin. <laughs> what? You mean to tell me for six months you were staring at this motherfucker, lie to you, steal your food off your plate, but then the moment they finally open their mouth and tell you, mouthful of the food off of your plate, they tell you, it wasn't me, it was Putin. You're like, yes, it, yes, yes, you're right. It was Putin. Them strawberries that are on my plate right now that are conveniently in your mouth. <laughs> but you're not the one who's stealing them. It's Putin who did it. Even though I saw you put them in your mouth, you out of your that same mouth, you said it was Putin. So guess what? I'm going to believe that. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. And I ain't got no fucking... Nah, you're an idiot. Get out of here. We're going to get into the last topic. <laughs> Stay tuned. Right, this last topic here. You know, I, I think I, everything I talk about—well, not everything, but a lot of things I talk about—is fire. But this is definitely one of those save the best for last as topics, right? Um, I had to save this one last. I could have talked about this at the—I could have updated y'all on this at the beginning of this episode, as I tend to do when I update y'all on. You know, life changes, life decisions, you know, my life in general. I tend to like to begin the episode with that. Um, I've, you know, ended the episodes with that before, but I tend to like the beginning, big begin episodes with that um, just to get out the way. But this one was, to me, is too damn juicy <laughs> to, uh, to, to not. So... Um, damn, I feel awkward saying this for some reason. It shouldn't be this way, but that's the climate we're in right now. And I guess it's me falling victim to it. Um, I'm one time vaxxed. <laughs> if you're on the Anchor app, you better not be clapping for this. If I swear, I swear to God, if I find out you clap for this, but not clap for the other stuff that I told you to clap for, the other things that I said on 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 this podcast that was actually clap worthy um i'm gonna find you i'm gonna find you <laughs> but no one time vaxxed first dose what changed my mind economic force i'm keeping it all the way real and honest with y'all um i'm gonna detail everything about what's going on it's as of yesterday too so fresh Fresh, 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 fresh Pfizer all up in my body, right? Fresh one dose of Pfizer all up in my body. And uh, yeah, not my choice either. Well, technically, 
I the pharmacy near where I live only had the Pfizer vaccine. That's number one. So the other ones that were still in the city, I mean, I still would have made those trips, but those appointments were, most of them were Monday, which is the same day, literally the same day and time uh, where I needed to be at this one location for this new job I'm starting. Now, if it seems like every few months I start a new job, it's because you're right. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that shit. (laughs) Not in this episode, but in the future. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, Saying it out loud. But um, yeah, it's for this new job I'm starting, right? (laughs) Um. They wanted people who are fully in their ideas. Now, people still don't, still aren't one hundred percent clear on what fully vaccinated. Um, fully to some folks means both doses of whatever uh, CDC regulated vaccine that you have, right? And to others, it means. Pretty much three doses. The two first dose and then the third dose, what they call is the booster. I don't know why they... I guess they try to call it that to make it sound like, oh, it's it's much more powerful. It's it's a fucking third dose. It's it's what it is. It, it's, it's what it is. It's just the third dose. So if you're going to call dose one, dose one, dose two, dose two, call dose three, dose three. But yeah, um... That's what it is. So I don't know clearly, and and I'm supposed to reach out to HR about this. I'm telling y'all my plans because uh, I snitch on myself on my podcast all the time. That's just what I do. But yeah, yeah, uh, I'm supposed to reach out to HR about shit. I'm honestly not going to... I'm of two minds. One, don't say shit. Don't say shit. Unless they say shit. Two, wait it out. Um, Find something else and keep it pushing. Move accordingly. But like I said, it's economic force. Um, I don't have much money. Um, I got bills to pay. I got all this other shit. I'm in a state now, literally a state, Massachusetts, Boston, that I knew this would be the case. This would have to be the case eventually if I was to move back here for whatever reason, that it was likely that, you know, these mandates were going to be much more enforced here being a northern, being a liberal state, let me put it that way, um, than it is in a southern state. Even a southern state like North Carolina and Charlotte, to be exact, where Charlotte is this weird fusion of both liberalism and conservatism. Um, So, yeah, 
like I said, it was economic force. It wasn't because of, oh, I just, I, I, I believe the facts. Oh, I see. Maybe to some of y'all it was suicidal, and I, I can, I can understand why people would say that. Um, but it was more so, yo, I'm gonna get this thing because I really need a job. <laughs> that. Um, just being honest with y'all, if y'all, if, if, if I let y'all down, if some of you anti-vaxxers out there or people that was rooting for me, if I let y'all down, y'all could have done something to make sure that I was financially able to not work a fucking job in order for me to pay my bills. Y'all could have donated. Y'all could have purchased things. Y'all could have, y'all did none of that. And you expect me to be a broke ass nigga. Maybe it's just some of y'all, oh, it's weak. It's weak. You're weak. You're showing weakness. And, uh, and, uh, I, I can see why you would say that, maybe, but I don't care what you think, man. I don't care what you think. Now, I'm not saying that I'm conforming. Clearly, if I'm being a conformist to everything, my stance on the war would not potentially get this podcast redacted like Lee Camp's podcast did. And all the other things Lee Camp is a part of. And RT America in general. If clearly... And by the way, getting getting a dose did not... You know, I didn't all of a sudden be like... I think Joe Biden is a great president. Obama's the greatest president of all time. But Joe Biden, he's trying. I didn't, no, I didn't have... I was still like, fuck this, fuck the government... Also, I'm not going to tell you where I got it. I'm not going to tell you how I got it. Well, I mean, obviously, the, it was a shot. But, y'all, and I'm saying y'all who believe, who truly believe um, the media, you'll be surprised at the amount of people. I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to say where. But you'd be truly surprised at the amount of people in the medical field who don't necessarily want to actually do what they're enforced to do or believe in what they're enforced to believe in. The conversations that I had that yesterday, you know, all the, I mean, not all the conversations, but at least one out of the two that I had. Um, was uh, uh, one that I was like, okay, it didn't make me feel better at all about getting the vaccine, obviously not, uh, but it made me feel like, because I was, I, was, I was honestly go, ready to go up in there to try to, if I needed to curse out some uh, medical folks, I would have, <laughs> but I mean, maybe it's just, you know, the thing that people in the medical field are really good at making you feel good or making you feel comfortable. But it, it was just like the conversation I had with this individual, it was just like, yeah, you know what? We understand why you feel the way that you feel. Um, not everyone stated their point. One person said they agree. They're not a fan of this shit either. But, you know, people got to do what they got to do. And that's my whole thing. I had to do what I felt as though I had to do 
in order for me to potentially get a fucking job and potentially get money. Now, I have another opportunity coming on later on this month in our, in March. It's another job opportunity, so <laughs> another one of my jobs. <laughs> I don't think they made it. They haven't made it clear. And I'm the type of person where I don't ask. It's don't ask, don't tell. I don't ask about their their vaccination status, but I don't tell them about mine if they don't ask me about it. But this job that I'm supposed to start tomorrow did ask about it. And I was honest as I do with everybody who asked. Told them what it was. You know? The lady said she really want me to work. But, you know, she was like, yo, if there's a way you can get at least that first dose by, you know, Monday, we could try to work something out. Da, 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 this, that, and the third. We'll see. And that's what I did. You know? Um, whether HR is going to reach out, whether whatever, I don't know. Like I said, part of my plan is to simply just <laughs> keep going along until someone says something. If they say something then and there, and it was like, yeah, you can't come back until you get that second dose, which I am, uh, it's scheduled for Sunday, March 26th. I don't think I'm going to record the podcast that day. Um, probably end up recording that Saturday before. Uh, but another reason as to why I didn't record yesterday other than, you know, I chose Saturdays to be my lazy days now, is because I wanted to see if I was going to react to the vaccine, especially it being from Pfizer. Um, I can tell you right now, I feel, other than the arm soreness that everybody experienced, apparently, or the majority of people experience apparently, uh, I won't say everybody because it's people who've died. It's people who've had crazy reactions. Is is still till this day people who have who are just the other day. I was seeing a woman tweeting about how she got hers. Uh, she had her booster in December, but she had her first doses back in October, um, and she's really fucked up. And I don't, I'm not making light of her situation. This woman is talking about how she cannot breathe at all. Um, it's like she's had COVID. She feel like she's had COVID for a whole fucking, it wasn't a couple days. That wasn't a week or so. She feel like she's had COVID ever since December. And she can't breathe. And she can't be around people because... People don't want to be around her, obviously, because they don't want that shit. And I don't think she has enough money to stay in a hospital. Again, America got got enough money to help Ukrainians, but not its own citizens to take it to cover healthcare costs. Yeah. Okay, it's not just black issues as to why I'm not supporting America 
doing what they're doing over in Ukraine. It's what I just mentioned. Medicare for all should be a thing, but it's not. But it is for Ukrainians because America will basically pay for their, hell, their living expenses, their medical care, and all that other stuff. <sighs> Pays to be a neo-Nazi, huh? Anyways, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I trust in everything. I'm detailing my experience. As I stated many times in this podcast, many times in this episode, I can only speak on what I've seen and what I experienced. Told you what I just saw. I just saw a tweet about a woman who said that she got a booster in December, first two doses in October. She's fucked up right now. She's been sick ever since December. That's fucking nuts. We're in March. She's still fucked up. What I personally experienced, thankfully, was not that. Here's my experience. Right now, the the I got it in my left arm. I'm a lefty, for those who don't know. Got the shot in my left arm. My left arm. At least in, you know, the, the area, the bicep area-ish, shoulder bicep area-ish, you know, where shots get shot. Um, it's it's still in that that annoyingly sore phase. Um, I was told it would only be that way for, you know, this past two days. So that Saturday and Sunday. When I first initially got the shot, it was, um, I didn't feel it. I moved, I purposely was moving my arm around. Um, I walked around the place uh, for 10 minutes because they told, they told me to, like they tell everybody, especially those who are in their cars or whatever, like just sit in your car and whatever. Um, I didn't want to just sit down. You know, that's again, part of my little sedentary shit. I didn't want to just sit for 10 fucking minutes and freak out. I wanted to walk around. Whether that would have been deadly, there's a possibility that, you know, I was walking around and, you know, the shit hit me and then I fall, I bust my head, I fall, concuss, dead, whatever. Y'all won't be getting this episode. Swept under the rug because, again, it's another life that shows that these vaccines really ain't shit. But I walked around, I felt fine. Nothing, nothing at all. I went for my walk because the sun was out. It was cold, but the sun was out. I when the sun is out, it's kind of bearable to walk outside when it's very cold. At least here in Boston, I went for my walk. This was about an hour, right? So an hour long walk, um, an hour and like forty some minutes, so almost two hours. But I went for my walk, and about. An hour later after, I will say that um, that's when I started feeling a little bit of the numbness be there. Not numbness. It's not numb. It's, it's sore. Not numb, but sore. The soreness be there. Um, but also, I got a little bit scared because... I started noticing a little bit of shortness of breath, or at least it felt like that. Uh, a little bit of shortness of breath going on. Again, I'm walking. Now, I had my mask on as well. So what I did was I removed my mask and I just tried to breathe, taking as much air as I could, to be honest with you. 
And then I sat down for, I want to say, about 30 seconds. Sat down for about 30 seconds with my mask on, breathing as much air as I could. Felt with that little bit of, because it started like in my upper chest, like weird, like it started like, usually when people, obviously when you're congested and you got chest codes, you can feel it all in your chest and your chest cavity and all that stuff, right? But this, for some reason, felt more so on the upper chest, more uh, toward the, you know, coming up toward the throat, but more so can be felt um, in the pec, uh, toward the pectorials, the pec area and the collarbone area. Um, that's where I was feeling that uh, congestion for some reason. Um, and like I said, it was... It, I, I was, one, I was, again, I was like, oh shit, this, this is it. But also, I was like, hoping that it wouldn't go to my throat. Because obviously, it goes to your, if it goes to your throat, it blocks how you breathe. You can't breathe out your mouth now. You, my nose is already stuffy too. But, I mean, that's, when I'm out in the cold, and this is why I cannot stand winters. Whether I'm sick or not, my nose, for some reason, it, it gets very Lucky, uh, not lucky, stuffy, leakage, uh, that's leakage and stuffy at the same time, it's lucky, I guess, but nah, uh, well, that's not, it'll be luffy, but anyways, leakage, stuffy, but also, it's, it's also due to the mask that I wear, and I know, uh, you're gonna take off your mouth, you're gonna, yeah, 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 and you can shut the fuck up. Okay, look at us doing things that we can do, but we're not doing, all right? But anyways, I felt that, and like I said, I did that, and I continued to walk until I found somewhere where I could sit. Like I said, I sat for like 30 seconds. I sat for 30 seconds purposely, uh, and again, took the mask off, tried to breathe in as much air as possible, so that was that. One could say, well, maybe that was, you know, you just needed some air time. You know, you needed to take off that mask, even if it was for half a minute. You might be right. You might be right. Maybe that wasn't the the vaccine doing its fuckery, you know, fuck with my body. And maybe I just needed to take off the mask and stuff for 30 seconds and then and then get back up. And I was good. So I did that. Continued walking and I felt fine. When I got back inside um, the pain in the arm started to increase a little bit more. Um, and like I said, it's still there. It's, it's just, it's annoying type of pain. It's, it's not like painful enough to where like, I can't move it. Um, cause I still want to move it as much as possible. And I have been actually, uh, while recording this, just, just, you know, Doing all of that, but it's it's annoying because no one should have to feel this type of pain in general for simply moving their body. Whether they got a shot in that area or not, no one should have to feel this type of feeling when moving a body part. Just that's what makes it annoying. Um, so I started feeling that, but also, um, and the dude told me, the dude who gave me the shot told me, um, just drink plenty of water, and if you get a fever, 
Tylenol or uh, I think what's it, what's the other one? Mitol, Tylenol, Mitol. Them headache medicines. I don't take meds at all, people. Um, you know, I did in the past. I have some Tylenol here. Um, it has to be to a really excruciating pain to the point where I feel as though I can't function for me to take medicine, especially pain medicine. What I typically do is I find natural remedies to to avoid to not just avoid things but to treat things and it's worked for me simple as that uh, as far as the you know side note of natural remedies and things um, some of the guests that I reached out to were of the holistic healing field and things of that nature so if they get back to me on on shit you we gonna have guests like that on this podcast so yeah stay tuned um like I said, I got in, and I want to say maybe about half an hour within. It could have been less. Um, I'm just guessing at this point as far as, you know, the time constraint, guessing-ish. Maybe about half an hour. Um, it was okay. Well, no, when I got in initially, I initially ran to go clean out uh my uh my thermos and to actually get some water so it's like boom just as soon as you get in get some water you know um so that's the first thing i did uh because i guess that was when i started feeling uh like the Again, I won't. I don't want to say closing in, or the swelling. That's the best way I can I can describe it. It wasn't like swelling to the point where I can. I, it was hard to breathe out my mouth or whatever. Um, but like I can kindly feel the swelling of the throat area, or you know the, you know like you like like those beginning stages of the oh shit, something's happening. So I can kind of feel that. So I'm like, I want to put something in my body that is going to um, not only nourish the body, uh, but that can be easily digestible um, just in case, you know, something, you know, my throat is inflamed or whatever. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's going to hurt, but it's not going to be detrimental. So I'm like, let me just continue drinking water. Um, another reason as to why I continued, I mean, I drink water daily anyway, but um, multiple times a day. Um, but the other reason was um, I felt like I was getting some remnants of dry mouth. Um, I felt like when that was going on and my, my throat was, you know, feeling a bit... Uh, um, like it was closing in for a bit. Um, my tongue was like kind of dry. Like it just, you know, and again, this is, um, I was drinking green tea, the Arizona green tea. They get a free shout out because they get the hotness. But I was drinking the Arizona green tea actually on my walk. So I know it wasn't like something that I ate because that was the only thing that I was consuming. Um. And it wasn't throughout my walk. And plus, Arizona green teas, 
or their other drinks in general, they don't dry out my mouth ever. Um, are they as super hydrating as water? Um, no. Are they hydrating still? Yeah, they're just refreshing. Um, you know, at times when I was, I mean, I'm broke now, but when I was like flat broke and I just had a dollar, them drinks were great uh, meal replacements. Let me put it that way. That's why I have a love for Arizona's. Um, but other than the great taste and the great value, but yeah. But that's what that drink was at that moment. It was just simply a meal replacement for me. Um, I didn't want to eat anything too extreme. I was out, so I could have gone to many different places. Um, but, you know, I don't, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm a vegetarian now. So it's like I don't want to just eat anywhere. Um, and yes, vegetarian, not veganism. I still want to enjoy life without restricting myself too, too, too damn much. Um, but, yeah. Um, it's like I didn't want to just eat anywhere. And also, I just didn't want to spend that much money. So, boom. Arizona it was. So, it wasn't what I consumed that gave me the dry mouth or for a bit. But I kept drinking water. And I took these uh, natural mouth lozenges that I had. Now, I'm not going to tell you the brand because they don't sponsor. But once you sponsor, whoever you are, or it, even if it's not the brand and you want sponsorship, or not want sponsorship, but want to sponsor me, you're not going to get sponsored by the Ernest Thoughts Podcast, but you can get a little some sum off the top when people hear your brand and they purchase from you and I get a little kickback via my referral link or via your ad on my podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, but pretty much I had that entire bag. I want to say maybe it was about like eight pieces left. I ate that whole thing. One, they were good. Two, they were natural. So I didn't fear any type of negative consequences. And I was eating them while drinking water because um, I didn't make anything like major to eat uh, at that moment. Anyways, right? Um, and again, I'm talking about all of yesterday. Yesterday being the Saturday that I, I uh, before the Sunday I'm recording this. Um, if you're listening to this Monday, just think about it as two days ago, what I'm describing to you right now. Um, so yeah, I, I did that. And then not only did my throat not feel like it was closing in anymore, but, um, the dry mouth went away. I continued drinking the water because I wanted to stay as hydrated as possible. That's a daily thing. That's not necessarily because a doctor told me, make sure you drink lots of fluids. It was, it's a daily thing. I didn't need to go to the doctor. I didn't need to go get a shot. To get told by a medical worker that uh, you should drink water and make sure you're plenty hydrated daily. I didn't need that. I was doing that prior to COVID. I was doing that a while ago. And I'm still going to do that forever. So I continue drinking water. Um, but that's it, y'all. I can't... Yeah, um, some of y'all are probably hoping that I'm going to... You know, was thinking, oh, he's going to describe something that's crazy and 
you know, whatever. You want to call me a guinea pig? You want to call me a lab rat? You. That's the only symptoms that I got. Other than this annoyingly sore arm. That I'm hoping should be gone because I was supposed to wash my damn hair and beard today, but I use both hands for that. And I don't feel like removing this band-aid yet until my arm is, to be honest with you, better. Um, and also, hopefully, because it's like I can't, I'll go one day without showering. Yeah, you listen to a stinky podcast, <laughs> no. An unbathed podcast right now, but y'all listen to white podcasts all the time, so shut the fuck up. Anyways, um, I could go a day without showering, but two, three, a week? I gotta be somewhere. Nah, and I gotta wash my hair and in my beard, you know? Um, so there's that. Um, and I need my arms for that, so I'm gonna need this soreness to go the fuck away. I'm not gonna put ice on it. I'm not gonna do none of that shit. I'm gonna let it go away the way that it should go away if it does uh, hopefully it does hopefully there's no rash hopefully there's no it's annoying as hell it's a bitch but even when i was getting the flu shots that was one of the uh that was one of the ailments i mean that was one of the symptoms i would get so i'm used to it like this is not a new feeling what's going on with my arm right now is not a new feeling it's not something i haven't experienced before as far as getting a shot it fucking sucks. So I won't say I'm used to it, but I am aware of it. And I knew that was one of the symptoms um, that would happen. Um, and again, that wasn't enough for me to say fuck the vaccine or fuck getting it or whatever. It was, I didn't, tr and I still don't trust um, the vaccines and stuff and, you know, the, the, the way that it was pushed out, how politicized it was. I don't think that the mandates are, as you can see, I still have these mindsets. The vaccine, maybe it's not doing its work. Maybe maybe my body say, no, 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 no. We're going to fight this shit off. Which I'm glad if my body did do that. It didn't turn me into a shield, basically, people. And then it, it make me be like, oh, it's all great, it, so don't take this as, but I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to deter you from it either. Getting it. Now, again, this is me detailing my experience. You do what you feel as though you need to do at the end of the day. Hell, I was saying that even prior to even getting the first dose. You do what you feel you need to do. I'm just going to tell you what I'm doing. And if something changes, I'm going to update y'all on that. And that's what I'm doing right here, too. Because I did say that I was going to update y'all on that if it changed. Me being a man of my word, as I always am, is this is literally just me doing that. I'm not trying to convince anybody because my symptoms were mild and were taken care of. Or at least three out of two out of the three symptoms. Again. The the swelling, the slight swelling of the throat, there's slight shortness of breath. Well, three out of the four. There's the sore arm that's still sore. Not as painful as, you know, whatever, but still there. There's the dry mouth, the slight, dry, slight bit of dry mouth that was taken care of with like 10 cups of 
water and uh you know a bunch of natural throat lozenges the swelling the 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 throat closing in thing which was taken care of i want to say by maybe cup 3 2 or 3 of water right and i have this long cup it's like it's i call it a thermos it's like I forgot what it's called. Uh, a tumbler, right? That's what they call tumblers, right? So you know how big a tumbler is or can be. This one is, mine is a pretty sizable tumbler. So, um, yeah, about two or three cups of warm water with the lozenges. The, within that, the throat thing was, was gone. Um, so that was taken care of. Dry mouth, taken care of. The slight shortness of breath, took off the mask, sat down for 30 seconds, taken care of. The only other symptom that's still lingering is the annoying soreness of the injection site. The arm, basically. That's it. Again, I am not here to try to convince to convince anybody. Oh, I only went through these problems. It's all good. I'm not trying to scare people. Like I stated before, I, I, I'm presenting my experience and I presented to you a side of the story of someone who literally months ago got their shit, all of their shit. They're fully vaxxed. Again, two doses and a booster, and they are fucked up the way that they are. And take into account, you're only listening to someone who got one dose. Who still want to say, fuck this shit. Now, like I said, how I'm going to play this job out is, is like this. I go in Monday, they say something about it. If I can't go for it, I can't I simply can't go for it. I just find something else. If they don't say anything about it, guess who's not gonna say something about it? Me. I ain't gonna say nothing about it. I'm gonna go about it, my business. Still be masked. Because that's what I was doing with all those other jobs anyway, still wearing my mask. Doing what I do, keeping clean, all that other good stuff, avoiding it as I have been doing it. And if I could get away with not getting a second dose, and here's where I'm snitching on myself, I'm going to do so. But if I got to get the second go, second dose, um, I'm definitely not going to get a booster. And this is definitely not something I'm going to do every year. See... Although I will say that, yeah, to the people who are going to be like, oh, you sold out. You this. I was rooting for you. You as a... Yeah, you motherfuckers should have supported me. And I know it's it's hard out here for everybody. But clearly I'm going through hardships because I wasn't able to for as long as... And I lasted for two years, my niggas. Like, let's be fucking real. I lasted two fucking years. Get, at least give me that. 
I lasted two years. A lot of people folded within the very week or very day they was told by a job that we will not hire you if you weren't fully vaccinated. A nigga, I lost, I, I, I lasted two fucking years. Going from job to 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 job. Finagling my shit. And then it got to a point where it was like, I can't afford to do this anymore. That was literally the reason why. Told this to the individual who's giving me my shot too. I'm like, yo, I I cannot afford, literally cannot afford to not get the shot anymore, to not work anymore. And, and I'm back in Massachusetts, back in Boston, where it's damn near impossible to work and not have this. It's possible, but it's damn near impossible. I'm not going to say it's 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 impossible because it is possible, but it's very damn near impossible. So it's like I couldn't afford to, I couldn't afford to hold out any longer. That's why I'm doing it. If I disappointed somebody, oh man, use a like I said, I don't care. I think wasn't should I wasn't doing this to be some martyr. The decisions I've made were based solely based off me. My thoughts, my feelings, my lifestyle. A nigga got bills to pay. I got responsibilities. I got dreams. I got goals. These things take money, consistent money coming in. Not money from a couple weeks from working a certain job and then leaving because they all the line. No, consistent money coming in. And if you're like, well, then you might as well get the booster and you might as well. They don't even know the definition of what fully vaxxed is. So until they get that shit straight, I'm not going to ask them out. I'm not. And like I said, I'm damn near not, I'm damn sure not doing this every year. Because part of what I plan on doing is making sure that I create a lane for myself or create opportunities for myself or align myself in opportunities to where I don't have to rely on having to find a fucking job. To have to capitulate to somebody else's rules and standards is claiming, oh, but, you know, we're just going based off what the government said and this, that, and the third and yada, yada, yada. Now, I talked about last week. That's the irony about all this, right? I talked about what I talked about last week and how um, how some of the things are easing up. And because some of these liberal states like New York and uh, Illinois are easing up on their uh, within the private sector. Let me put it that way. They're starting in the private sector first. So if you work a government job or if you work in a private sector, um, pretty much these mandates aren't necessarily applying to you. Public sectors, like this job, is still they're still uh, mandating out the ass. But the weird thing about it is schools here in BPS are not mandating kids to wear masks anymore. Now, damn sure feel as though they're not mandating 
uh, them to be vaccinated, to be in school. So they, you can have your child in a classroom, unmasked and unvaxxed now. To my understanding. I know the unmasked thing. But I think they're not mandating the either. Children. Now again, I'm against the mandates in general for kids and adults. But really? Children have more freedom than adults? You know, weren't we calling children super spreaders? So, super spreaders in y'all eyes were uh, are allowed to potentially continue to spread this virus, but adults who are or should be much more cleaner hygienically than children still are mandated to do certain things. Yes, I still have these thoughts. I still feel this way. Like I said, don't get it twisted. Me getting the first dose has zero to do with a change of heart on everything. It was economic force. If anybody listening right now, you're like, I don't want him to have to endure this. And when I say support, I'm not saying just throw money at me. I mean, you know, you could donate and all this stuff. It simply just means make sure you're doing your part that it could be like sharing a podcast out, sharing links out, sharing whatever I got going on now, listening, making sure the numbers are there. The exposure is there. So I can go to these platforms and go to this other shit or people can reach out to me and say, you're doing X amount of numbers. We would like to work with you on this thing or we would like to pay you to do X amount of numbers here or whatever this that and the third these are ways that can also help me out financially so it doesn't always have to do with a PayPal donation a, a cash app Venmo donation a crypto donation or whatever the case may be it doesn't always have to be that but again if you're someone that's like oh I was rooting for you and blah 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 and all this other shit and you you sold out and there's something you could have done about it. And then like, just like there's something I could, I could have done about it. I could have continued struggling and been fucking flat broken. Probably homeless again. Been in more debt than I am right now. Or I could have sucked it up. Said, let me get this shit. Whatever happens, happens. Get this shit over it. Keep my grind. Get to a level to where I don't gotta have I don't have to follow these fucking rules anymore. And not have to worry about having to do shit that I don't want to do in order to get to a level in my life that I want to be anymore. So I can I, I can acknowledge my 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 uh my involvement in this decision. But you need to uh, acknowledge, if you're disappointed, your involvement and what you possibly could have done to continue to make sure that I uh, continue to be your little unvaccinated hero. Now, again, I'm not trying to convince anyone to get it or not get it. I'm just simply stating that I feel fine right now. Um, I was fully prepared to... 
I, I did document my experience. What I told y'all is what I wrote down in my journal too. But I was fully prepared to, um, and I was, I ain't gonna lie to you, I was fucking scared going before going in. I was terrified. I am not going front. I was fucking scared. I'm just keeping it real with y'all. Um, but there's many moments in my life where I'm scared of doing something and then it's like, oh, eh, not as bad as I thought it would be. Oh, it's not bad at all. I'm not saying this isn't bad. The, 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 the symptoms, even though they were slight, were a bit scary. Um, but when they went away, they went away and they never came back. This, this arm thing hasn't gone away yet. If or when it does, hopefully it never comes back. <laughs> you know? Um, you know? Um, but that's that's just it. I'm going to see what's what uh, with this. I'm going to keep pushing it along, find some more um, work, you know? Continue to do what I'm doing. And if you want to continue supporting me, that is greatly appreciated. If I disappointed anybody for some reason because I made a decision that doesn't necessarily affect you, I don't think I got that much. You know, I don't think the listeners are that, you know, crazy about me. But there are people who have reached out and said they 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 follow my words. You know, that's the reason why I'm bringing this up. Well, that aspect up because there are people, to my surprise, who say, "Hey, you know, we, I, I, I won't say we, but it's like I, I really, like you, you really inspire me, or I really, you know, look at you as an inspiration, or this, that, and the third. Um, so, if me before getting the first dose was I mean, uh, like I was saying in the previous episodes, do your own research and make your own mind up, like I was doing. So I wouldn't say necessarily it would have been the smart decision to just listen to a favorite podcaster and say, hey, my favorite podcaster said they're not getting it, so they're not getting it. Um, You know, not all of us are as rich as Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has the amount of money to say, I can afford not to get the get get the vaccine because I can afford to not because I don't work for yeah Spotify fucked my shit up but he could get money elsewhere he's still an announcer for UFC when they have they fights they're not they they clearly don't have a mandate because if they did he wouldn't be able to announce and he was announcing all those fights that was happening. Just recently, he was there. So, clearly, he'll take a money hit. He and others can take a money hit and still be all right because they got money coming in from somewhere else. Or they simply will be all right because they already had money prior to all of this. Me, not so much. I don't know how rich you think I was. And the reason why I survived the two years without it is because I'm a fucking survivor. <laughs> Not because I'm rich. I'm a fucking survivor, y'all. Like, that's why. It's got nothing to do with money. You thought I was able to afford not to get this shit and afford it. Yeah, I was getting jobs here and there and stuff, but I was surviving. 
It still am. It's gone on long enough, you know? It's been another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with your host Ernest, or you love Ernest, same guy, different name. Timestamps in the description box below. Links down there as well. If I disappointed you and you still want to support me, hit the links in the description box below. Make it so your boy don't got to work for nobody else. And then I could do what I do. Or if you just want to support in general, you know, go ahead and hit the links in the description box below. Subscribe as well. That's another way you can support. Sharing the episode. Rating the podcast. Uh, however you want to rate it, preferably the highest of high, five stars. But however you feel as though this podcast deserves a rating, please do so at, as well. Um, that would be greatly appreciative. Um, yeah, just doing all of that. <laughs> until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQIA, Plus Lives Matter. Black women matter, black black trans women matter, black trans men matter, black women matter, black men matter, and you matter, whoever you are, as long as you're not a pig or a Nazi. <laughs> Simple as that. You hear from me when you hear from me. Hopefully I'm not kicked off, <laughs> but you will hear from me when you hear from me. If that were to happen, though... I am going to do an update on Instagram and Twitter. So, God forbid, but if that were to happen, then y'all will be updated on uh, on that. And also, I will try to think of what I will do as far as content-wise. Um, you know, I can continue the podcast possibly elsewhere, but the other... Uh, platforms I feel like people will likely not go there but maybe you'll prove me wrong I don't know maybe I'll get a whole new audience there one that actually interact and donate just kidding bye